Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of the Student Association Voice Podcast. My name is Leighton, and today I'm joined by one of our new hosts, Brian. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Leighton. How about yourself? Good. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining me. Uh, glad to have you on and see what we can do together. And today's guest is on here. Uh, we have a student success facilitator, excuse me, that's a tongue twister, Tanya D. Um, good afternoon, Tanya. Thank you for making yourself available and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. We're loving being part of these podcasts. As a yeah, team. it's been fun. It's been a collaboration a few months in the work now, and this is going to be our third out of four episodes for the summer. Um, and all our conversations that we have with your team are based around giving students the resources that they need to make it a great fall. So I know um, with a couple of the announcements that have come out from the college in the past months, there's been tons of anxiety around students, um, uncertainty about what it's going to look like. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Tanya, I was wondering if you could, we, if we could start off, what would a student do or where do they go to find out um, the plan for their specific program for the fall? Absolutely, and it, it's evolved all spring and it keeps evolving. But the best resource I think is to keep going to the college website. As soon as you open the SLC website, you'll see the banner right at the top around fall programming, information about the fall. When you go through into it, it gives program specific, it talks to returning students, to new students, and as each of the programs are being finalized, how will they be delivered? Um, as you probably saw in the announcement, there'll be a mix. Some programs will have an on-campus component. Uh, some programs will have a combination of on-campus and remote, and some will stay completely remote for the fall semester. So, the website, 100%, also program coordinators are really important that students stay in touch and talk to their program coordinators about how things will be delivered and any concerns or ideas they may have about that delivery. Certain programs will lend easier to remote delivery, maybe. Absolutely. As a business student, I found the transition last semester when it was happening midstream. It, it was pretty seamless with a lot of them, and I feel like there are obviously programs that have to be on campus, so it makes sense that... And like business is going to be off campus and I think the college has done a really great job of communicating that uh, not only just the information but the reasoning behind it has really felt like we're part of the process and they actually you know are showing that what they're doing which is really appreciated. That's great that's wonderful to hear because it's, it's been a very hard process for the team I think for I'm in part of that team but for them to really mm -hmm. figure out I think everybody wanted someone to have answers at the beginning and nobody had answers and so much of it's above the college Ontario level even, right? It's provincial and federal legislation that's telling us what we can do. Absolutely. We're, yeah. we're all just uh, living in COVID's world now and trying to make the best of it, right? So that's right. as long as yeah. we're all aware of that fact, I think it gets a lot easier once you just know, like we're all trying this together and it's just, we're all trying to do the best we can and it, nothing's gonna be perfect, right? So. That's right, you know, and I think the college is trying really hard. And I think as we get settled in, people are getting some of the tech resources they need in place. It was hard. Not everyone had that when we quickly moved online. <laughs> oh, without a question. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a great sentiment, Brian. I definitely share that. Uh, we're all in this together and supporting one each other and understanding that these are uncertain times and there will be mistakes. Uh, but you can't help it. We've never been through anything like this before in generations. So um, it's important to keep that at the heart of all our decisions and all our information and just know that uh, the students um, well-being is what what we're looking out for here and making sure that they still get a quality education for sure. Absolutely um, and I think that's top in all of the decision making 
working, making sure that students and staff are safe and that the quality of the education continues to be top notch. Yeah, absolutely. So moving into an alternate delivery system is going to be new for a lot of students. I'm just wondering if you could walk us through what exactly does alternate delivery mean and what might that look like for a few different programs? So it, alternate delivery, I think we're the college has been thoughtful about not just saying online because these aren't, you know, you may have taken courses that are specifically set up to be online. You know, we host a lot of Ontario Learn courses. Um, these are alternate delivery in that they may be a bit of a hybrid of some of your work happening virtually and some of your work happening hands-on in a classroom or through some kind of some of our programs are doing placements, whether they be virtual placements or kind of a placement simulation to try to keep students moving forward. Um, it will be, I guess it, it will be different for all programs though. None of the programs are gonna be exactly how they've been in terms of their delivery. Physically, the programs who are on campus will have all of the social distancing practices in place. Some students' technology, they've had to adapt and adjust to doing things online, getting technology in place that perhaps previously they've been using in Davies Hall or on any of our, in any of our campuses. I realized I was a little Kingston-centric there, sorry. <laughs> That's good. Sounds, uh, sounds like there is definitely a bit of process and plan uh, in place, excuse me. Um, can you maybe give us an idea what programs will be allowed on campus and who may not? There will be, I would have to cheat, but I can cheat. We have to look, there is a list in one of Glenn's announcements and on our site of, yeah. and it shows programs, will they be on-site, off-site, or a combination of the two? And yeah. so it's really, we've, uh, they've prioritized uh, healthcare programs and then programs that have to um, have a hands-on lab component. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes just perfect sense. And it's, it's, it's hard knowing there's going to be mainly online for my program, especially if not entirely, but the justification is there. And obviously something like culinary or like trade in some the trade school, you can't do that online. It's just not physically possible. So those, that physical allocation should be going to those programs. So I think it's on everyone to understand that, you know, it's not out of uh, malice, it's out of just best fit, right? That's right. And Glenn's announcement just this week highlight that there will be, and I think I'm just scrolling his announcement right now, um, that some of the programs, so students that are referred to as stranded students currently, yeah. so those are students who, due to the sudden shift off campus, were not able to complete some kind of hands-on uh, experiential learning on campus. So some of our simulation labs for some of our healthcare, some of our tech, some of our computer labs, so those students that are working right now to bring those students back in August to allow them to complete those requirements and graduate. So these are students who ha are really close and haven't quite been allowed to graduate. Yeah, I, I have two points on that. Um, I think Glenn's emails have been amazing. They've just been kind of fun and witty and just like, just a great way to get information across. And second, uh, the of the simulation labs, something I hadn't thought of before, but that's a really interesting way to go about it. I, that's a great way to, let people get the access to the knowledge without having to physically uh, engage themselves. So I think it's really cool direction to be going. It's a great, and some of our nursing programs use simulation and vet tech and that use simulation labs typically in their learning, which is great. Okay. If you're ever walking in the basement on the Kingston campus, you'll see some mannequins that look like patients. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we've all been in that old creepy basement in Kingston, and the especially in the middle of winter when it's ten below down there, and you're walking by those dark uh, dungeon-like rooms. So, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Absolutely, it is awesome. Uh, Brian, fire away with number three there, my man. So, uh, obviously, some people might have a problem with switching this alternative delivery. Like, how can what if the struggling? What can be done to help them? So I think one of the big things that we're really encouraging students is to remember you're still a full-time student. Mm -hmm. So being at home, having some flexibility, some classes will be delivered synchronously. So it'll be live time, all mm -hmm. classes this semester, and it will continue. You'll have a specific scheduled class time, which means, yeah. you know, and your faculty is scheduled as well. So you know you have access to that person. Each faculty is trying different methods that work best for them and their students. So some will have set time, you're logged in, we're having a, say, having a class over Teams, live, in person. Some will be a hybrid of the two, and others will be asynchronous where there'll be recordings and work to do and you'll have access to the faculty, but you'd be able to adjust that. Okay. You know, what works for you. But we can't stress strongly enough Schedule your time like you're a full-time student. Know that you have your hours in class and whether it's delivered synchronously or you go through the lessons independently, you have that time. Plus you have additional time to be doing work outside of those courses. So we generally say you should sort of factor an hour outside of class for your hour inside of class. Absolutely. You know, so if you're taking 15 hours of class in a week, you've got a full-time job just being at school. Yeah. Now, that said, we do fully respect how important working is for all of us and our incomes, but it's important time management. We certainly, your SSF team can help you on our SSF page on the website. We do have resources, but we'll connect in with individuals. Really scheduling in so you know when you need to be available for classes, when you need to be available for your other responsibilities, and you factored in study time with the goal of then factoring in fun time. Right? That's a really important piece that we often we miss in time management. Yeah, no, that's that's good. It sounds like it's going to be uh, pretty flexible. Obviously, school um, is going to be a priority for everybody, but I'm glad to hear that there are is still some flexibility built into the schedules for people to hold full and part time jobs, which I think a majority of students do, whether it's uh, wherever mm -hmm. they work. But I know that's important, like you said. So so it's great that that at least was taken into consideration. So cheers for yeah. That. I think teachers are trying really hard to make sure that it's uh, that it works, that they're able to deliver the curriculum, make meaningful connections with students, and also acknowledge many of our students have parents or other people that they care for. You're trying, or, or sorry, our parents or yeah. have other ones they're caring for, and that can be very challenging for working remotely. Students are sharing devices with roommates, with their children, with their spouse, all of that. So I think faculty are trying very hard to be sensitive and work with students on that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think there's going to be give and take for a lot of people on this. Um, but Tanya, just to follow up, I know a lot of us have, haven't been through this. We, we went over that. But I was wondering if you maybe might have some strategies about how to be successful in this alternate delivery method. I know that it's going to be difficult with... Uh, having to schedule your, your classes and all that kind of stuff around a virtual method, you're not going to be at school physically. So it might be easier to get distracted. I was wondering if you had any tips for students. Absolutely. So I think there's a few, a few things and some of it is 
stuff we would all we would say even when you're just studying remotely uh we all love our devices <laughs> but it's very important that we you know put your phone on silent find a space as much as you can within your home that can be a private quiet study space i say that and i'm in my living my dining room in the middle of my house right now but <laughs> if you can find that or at least let the people around you know that you need some quiet and some focus to turn your devices off if you can the ones you're not using so email and other text messages instagram things aren't popping up and they're very fun and exciting we've probably all experienced hearing somebody else get a text with our tone and we want to check our phone desperately it, it's real it does i think it's also important uh the way you might have a gym buddy to consider having a peer who you can be each other's sort of in support and motivators. So people, if you could be making small study groups, online connections that way. So you have people that you're holding accountable and who are maybe helping, you know, today I, I'm encouraging you, tomorrow you're encouraging me. It's harder to be motivated when we're remote and we don't necessarily have a classroom we have to walk into. So it's often somebody who can Sort of hold this accountable in a positive supportive way is a great resource to have yeah absolutely i know that's going to be a little bit easier for our returning students but mm -hmm. um what would you say to first years that are coming in and have no idea what to expect and maybe don't have any uh, connections at campus yet absolutely i can say that jeremy maston and the engaged team are working really hard to develop our first virtual orientation and we're keeping a lot of the groups running and bringing in new groups. They're doing trivia nights, they're doing fun nights currently. So we're really promoting, make sure all of our first year students engage with that orientation time. It's always important, but I think, like you say, this year almost more than ever, because you may not know people, it will be harder to make friends participating in those activities. I think also participating in, if you have options in classes, to be participating in the class discussions, getting to know your teammates, engaging in the group work when it's assigned. It can be more challenging, but it's an important part of the social piece and it's part of what makes it fun to be at school. You know, our English Conversation Club is running all summer and continues. So I think the more students can be using the URL SLC app, knowing what's happening, all of the groups are trying to put that in place the more connected they can feel to campus. I, Certainly I also reaching out to us and all of the support people. Talking to your faculty is always important, but it's probably extra important this year. No, absolutely. And I, I found that the uh, keeping in contact, the, the buddy system, something I, I did a lot last, uh, my first year, and I found that was just incredibly helpful, especially after we had to ship the online learning, because you, a couple of people you just reach out, you, you help each other through pro program problems, what we do is we just say, oh, let's all work at this at the same time. So we'd be working through at the same rate. And that would be really helpful because we'd be able to bounce ideas off each other. And if there was a real problem, we'd be able to go to the professor. And, and so it took up less of the faculty's time and we were able to help each other through these things. As, uh, I like what you said. Um, just one or two other things I found personally that helped. Getting dressed in the morning. And that is one yes. of the things, but yeah, like getting up and take that. So take that time that is normally your transportation time and do a workout or get outside for 15, 20 minutes and just walk around, it clears your head, and then you have to dress as you're going to school because it's so easy to just kind of lay around, you start checking Twitter, start checking, checking Instagram, and then suddenly an hour or two is gone, right? So that's yeah. the same schedule, and like that, those little things I find help a lot. And to the point what you were saying too, is talking with, with the faculty. Except that this is hard, 
and ask questions. If you like, yeah. people don't in general, but now more than ever, you really need to ask questions. If you have any during the lecture and you have a time where you can have access to your professors, you have to do it because it's just gonna get so easy to fall behind, right? Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Those are great strategies. And in person and online, it's important often, right? Somebody asks a question and 10 other people in the space had that question. So it helps everybody when they put Absolutely. it up. I totally agree that keeping your routine as much as you can is gonna be important to virtual learning, but it is important. We encourage students. It can be an exciting time. Many students may not, if their program is not going to be on campus, may not have the adjustments of living independently, or they may. And it's really important to be taking care of yourself, eating well, getting activity, addressing time off, you know, so the same way you get up and you get dressed for work, then when it's the weekend and you've done all your work, you can feel justified to be laying on your couch, watching Netflix, <laughs> right? In your pajamas or whatever. Oh, fantastic. I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Those are some great strategies and definitely seems to be a theme of people we've interviewed over the past few months on this show. Uh, professionals, uh, everybody who's involved in the school and even yourselves, keep that routine. It's so important just to give your body and your mind knowing that, okay, I'm up, I'm showered, gonna have my coffee, gonna get dressed, it's class time. You sit down yes. for two hours, you do your thing, you've got the rest of the day or the afternoon or the hour break between next classes. But that routine is so important just to kickstart your mind mentally and know that uh, I need to be focused in this next two hours, I'm in accounting or whatever it is, yes. right? So. And take breaks. Don't try to put your nose to the grindstone and say, I'm gonna do, do six hours of work in six hours. That's just unrealistic. That's not gonna happen in a normal school format. So take a little time, give yourself a little, little Instagram breaks or Facebook breaks or whatever, because that way you're not really just like stuck in it because you can get caught into bad neural pathways, right? So give yourself the reward. You got an hour of work done, take 10 minutes, do something like talk to your friends and then go back to it. Because if you add for too long, gets dreary and it's just really hard to maintain focus for that long right absolutely use it as like a little token economy reward yourself you did this yeah. focus now you deserve a little break and physically we need the break too i know i've talked to a number of people when we're on campus we have so much incidental walking just to get to mm -hmm. another class to go talk to somebody about answer a question go get some food that we're not doing Right? My house is a lot smaller than the campus. <laughs> and so it's important to take those breaks and move and get outside, get somewhere, stretch your body, because it can be easy to just get dressed for the day and sit at your desk doing your Zoom meetings all day. Yeah. And that's not healthy. No, it's yeah. not. It's definitely, sure. definitely important to use that body and mind for sure. But going on that Zoom meeting note, Tanya, um, What's maybe some technology that students can expect to need and to use this fall semester coming up and maybe some things that you might recommend. I know it's not always feasible for everybody to afford a laptop, uh, but in this, in this new, new world that we're in, it's going to be pretty essential. It is really going to be essential. Students are really going to have to have either their own or very solid access to some type of computer. We, I would say for most students, an actual like a laptop or a computer is probably preferable to a tablet. Yeah, for that sure. may be what what works for some. Um, we do all students have the whole Microsoft suite, so it's important. Blackboard and Teams will be the predominant delivery methods for classes because we know all students have those have access to that for free. 
Uh, it's also, we're really encouraging students, some programs that you probably experienced in your accounting, there will be specific software. So making sure prior to the start of class that you have that downloaded, that you're able to operate it. Checking your internet speed, do you have what you need? A lot of providers are currently offering unlimited internet packages at better rates because we're all working remotely. If you are really struggling in terms of getting those things in place, well, we can't say we have, we certainly don't have funds to buy everyone a computer. Do reach out though, because if there are funds available within OSAP, within different sources, we try our best to support students in getting that technology. It's gonna be really important also that uh, students know that they can access their email. We, I would encourage active students, keep all summer checking your email. This is a different summer, updates are coming out, you'll be getting connections, make sure you're checking in on those. Know that you can access your uh, timetable, know that you know who your faculty are and how, how you're able to reach them. Yeah. Uh, you know? Students just, will probably need, sorry, uh, microphones and, and computer, or sorry, and uh, cameras on their devices as well, because there will be right. some in person like this. And I think that will be great, especially to see your classmates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially for working in team-based environments, you know, like sending email chains back and forth, it's not the same. So even just like little meetings like this, I think, I think you're gonna be really useful. And it's good to know that there are, is potential for helping students that are economically disadvantaged, especially during this time where it's so hard to find work. and there's that whole that student grant program that is being set up that then got kind of ripped away. So that was you know a way something that some people were looking into. So yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different issue though. Oh, it's a whole other. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's right. a whole other. Yeah. Um, I know that in the fall when we did switch online, the student association did provide some funding for students to rent a laptop from some local companies. Oh, cool. Um, I believe we will be continuing that where we can help out with a portion of uh, of that rental fee um, through local companies, um, which is great, which, which, which is what we need to do. And, and it, it, I applaud my coworker, Terry McGinn for setting that, setting that up and continuing that. I know that was so beneficial to many, many students. So there are resources available for sure. Um, absolutely reach out, you know, because well, we can't always fix, it's really helpful. There's a lot of options and there's a, the college really, as always came together as a big team and just said, who can do what and how can we work together? And I always say to students, if people, if we don't know what someone's needs are, we really can never address them. Yeah. So your SSF team is here. All of the services, it's important for students to keep in mind since the day we transitioned from campus and it will be true all through the fall, all of our services continue to exist for students. So we have our wellness team still available, the SSF team, IT services, accessibility, we're all still here and meeting with students, our international team, everybody. So the majority of resources will still be available and online for students? Yes, absolutely. So our, a good example, and when I was just working with students this morning, our Academic Success Center, which we can't okay. encourage students enough to be using that, it continues to be available. So of course you can't just walk into the library like you could, <laughs> but you can book online and they're running regular tutoring sessions and you can have one-on-one -on -one as well. So you can still be getting your work proofread. You can still be getting that math support. That's awesome. I know that especially for math and accounting, I need to be with somebody who can explain it to me in person. I'm not a visual learner and I need to see how to do it. So having that one-on-one -on -one is so key. 
So that's great. I really applaud you guys for keeping that set up. And I'm sure there'll be social distance measurings in place yeah. to keep people safe for sure. Yeah, it will be. And a lot of it is virtual, but it's at least one-on-one -on -one so somebody can share the screen. And, and our peer tutoring is continuing to exist the same way. That's fantastic. I was hoping to be involved with that again this year. So that's, that's, that's good. That's going to be this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good program. It's a great program. It's so, it's so beneficial. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Uh, Brian, did you have anything else that you wanted to follow up on there, man? Uh, you know, honestly, you gave us a lot of information that I was looking for. And I just want to say okay. thank you very much for your time today and just like giving a, just some more information to help us all deal with this very uncertain time. So thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It's yeah. great to be Great. Yeah. Thank you, Tanya. I'll echo that. Thank you for making yourself available. This is great resources. We'll push it out on our social media channels and I'll send you the link when this goes live um, and we can get this resource out to students because I know there's a lot of questioning and uncertainty about what does my program look like? What am I going to do? Is it even worth it for me to go to school this year? And just know that um, the St. Lawrence College team from everybody in the Student Association down to your office, we're working together and we want to provide a great um, experience for students. So thank you again. Um, we'll let you go for today, but I want to thank you again for coming on the show and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It was great to meet you guys. Thanks awesome. so much. Okay. Thanks, Tanya. Take care. Take care. All right. Well, um, that will be it for us, everybody. Thanks for watching today's episode. Um, I know you can find us on any of our social media channels, um, and Facebook instagram and of course our youtube channel so give us a like and a subscription and uh we'll see you next time thanks for watching the voice podcast